Greetings, friends. Welcome to the first episode of 2021. The first episode of season three of the Finger Guns podcast. How are you doing? My name is Roscoe. And it's a weird time to be talking about video games when we're under a national lockdown and the US government is being overthrown with introducing everyone. So who is here? Mr. Greg Kicks. Hello. Hello, one and all. Happy New Year, etc., etc. How on earth are you? Yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> a cracking start to any podcast. Yeah, yeah um, just as a polite note, please, everyone, let's just stop being twats and stay indoors, please. How's it going, Greg? Yeah, all good. Awesome. Mr. Toby Anderson. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to keep that in now because no one's going to understand why I'm laughing. Uh, Mr. Toby Anderson. Hi there. How are you, man? Um, I'm good. We just had a little bit of an emergency in our house. Um, oh. My wife decided to slice through a bit of her middle finger while chopping things for dinner. Um, so I've just been doing the first aid kit out and all that stuff oh, and having a little bit of an emergency around the house. How are you with, how are you with blood? Uh, we're, we're fine. She was, she was just saying it was brick on it or something. It was throbbing and such, but yeah, it wasn't keep that it, bad. Keep it, keep it elevated. Yeah, keep it elevated and she's got a bandage around it and stuff now. So we're okay. If in doubt, <laughs> chop, if in doubt, chop the hand off. Yeah, she was very close to, she says, to chopping the whole end off her finger. So um, it's gone quite deep, like halfway into the nail from the side. Um, so, yeah. Oh, no, as soon as you bring nails into it. Uh, yeah, not good, uh, not good. I, I can see, well, I see what that looks like in a day or two. <laughs> I can see people's exposed spines and that's fine, but anything to do with nails. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, exactly, totally. Yeah. <laughs> so many medical otherwise, heroes on the podcast. Otherwise, I'm good. <laughs> Great. Mr. Paul Collett. Hey, dude. How are you, man? You'd appreciate this. I'm in agony because I'll fuck my back up. Um, oh, I'm right it's not you. pleasant, is it? No, no, it's not at all. It's the absolute worst. So, I mean, the good <laughs> news is, I mean, I can't really get off my sofa. So, I've just been sitting down playing games for like, oh, so yeah, I've got bad back and I've been isolated for 20 days as well. So, I've literally played every PlayStation game imaginable. Nice, nice. Yeah. I need to talk about Slayer. Uh, well, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Lovely, lovely. Wow, this podcast is really going off on a. <laughs> an interesting tangent. 2021 oh, has ended a lot worse and uh, started a lot worse than 2020 ended. We, have, we haven't blown up yet, so. No, indeed. <laughs> and, and, and finally, the man whose household never is under any emergency disrepute, Mr. Sean Davies. Hi. Hi, man. I just. What, like, what's going on with you? <laughs> literally nothing. I'm just glad, to be fair. Like, <laughs> Thank God. I'm not cursed while the rest of you must have pissed off some gypsies recently and <laughs> walking yeah. down the road. We can't, call them, we can't call them gypsies. They're, well, they like a traveling commune of lovely folk. Uh, th- that doesn't work for the saying, though, does it? <laughs> How are you, Ross? How are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right, man. It's been a, yeah, it's been a relatively uh, lonely lockdown thus far. People are taking it. People in my life, in my life circle, are taking it seriously, which is a good thing. But it means that I don't get to see anyone because that's uh, that's the the rules, I guess. Um, my dad pops down every now and then, but he stands at the door, doesn't come in. So I see him for like thirty seconds a week. But other than that, yeah, yeah, things are good. <sighs> yeah, this does feel real this time round. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's. I know, I like, I know we have a duty to be enthusiastic, but it's just everyone's like, oh man, we've survived, but at what cost? <laughs> I do feel 2021 like, yeah, is not starting the way I want it to yet. Yeah, it's, it's been 10 days. <laughs> Great year. Please, can we talk about video games? Let's yeah, go. Let's go. Let's do this. Quiz. Right. We're going to start with the uh, game of the week. It's going to be a little bit more extended because we want to talk about what we've been playing over Christmas as well. Uh, but yeah, our favorite stuff that we've been playing uh, since we were last here on the 11th of December or the 19th of December. I know it's been a while anyway. 
Um, I'll go around again. Mr. Great Kicks, what have you been playing in the last couple of weeks? Uh, still playing Cyberpunk and enjoying it. I know we're going to go into it in a bit, but yeah, still enjoying that. Still trucking my way through. I haven't done much of the main story still because I like seeing the world. Uh, what else have I done? I started playing Horus, which is incredible. And I don't know if it's still on sale, but it was on sale on the Nintendo store for like one pound and nine pence. And it's just this amazing little platformer that, that Sean reviewed as well and gave it like a nine, I think. And it's just, especially if you're British, it's got so many little nods to, to British TV and game shows like the last sort of 30, 40 years. There's like an Alpha Weeder's own pet reference in there. And it's like, wow, that's obscure. So yeah, been enjoying that. Uh, what else have I really dabbled in? Still playing some Batman. I bought The Last of Us Part 2 again today because I figured I wanted to play it again. And I started and finished Sekiro in two days because A, I could. B, I'm really good at it. C, I wanted to show up Toby. And D, because we talked about it so much that I wanted to play it again. Oh, and Toby and I uh, got Platinums on Bloodborne. But I'm a little bit annoyed because I've had that game for four years and Toby got the Platinum two days before I did because he's a shit like that. But it, it, did, encourage, <laughs> it, it did encourage me to, to go and do it. So I've got 100% on that game now. Um, I've got some games to review as well, but I don't think I can talk about either of them or one of them I can, but I haven't played very much of it. But uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much been my, my grab bag of games. Nice. I'll probably, I'm sure I've played more in between, but I just can't really think of it. I started trying to I started trying to play Amplitude. Oh, interesting. Because I forgot I had the free PS4 version for redeeming the PS3 version of it. And it's kind of funky, but I don't have the patience to get into another rhythm game. Like uh, Sekiro, you mean? Well, Sekiro's a great game. Mm. Yeah, well done getting the blood on plat. Cool. That was, um, the hardest part was the, the chalice dungeons. Oh, um, they were fun. And then it was mopping up the extra weapons in the main game, which wasn't too bad. But in the DLC, I, there's the trophy I needed for the weapons and that. And, oh my God, there's one that's, it's a fight that's worse than a boss. It's just, it was frustrating. Because Toby hasn't got the DLC. He couldn't even jump in and help me, this shitbag. So, God, yeah. Damn it, Toby. I know. I know. I just I wanted the basic platinum. Yeah. <laughs> when, when you get the DLC, I'm not helping you. Um, okay. Yeah. So it was, it was nice to get, get that done and have it on the trophy. Because it was sat on my, like, 85% on my trophy score thing. So, yeah, polish that off. Excellent. Good stuff. Mr. Toby Anderson, what have you been playing over Christmas, well, over New Blood, Year? Bloodborne. <laughs> Bloodborne, um, yeah. Yeah, funny that. Tick. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll leave that one alone. But it was good fun. So after Bloodborne, Bloodborne is kind of what I was playing after I gave up on Cyberpunk. Um, and then after Bloodborne, I started playing Gears Tactics. Um, so I got that on Game Pass and got all the way to the end of that. Um, however, there are some problems with Gears Tactics. Um, it looks really, really good. It starts really, really good, and you get really into it. Like there's, you know, no grid. You can do tactics gameplay all over the place, like XCOM. You know, and you can just—it's about how far you can go and all the different shots and counterattacks and things. But then it starts to recycle everything that you've just done like six million times. So by the time you get to Act Three of this storyline. I was just doing the same maps over and over again and the same bits. I got to the point where I was trying, you have these like side missions um, and you can't skip them. You, you have to do them and they're just the same three or four basic maps over and over and over again. Um, so I got to the point where I was hiring expendable gears and then making them eat a grenade at the beginning of each mission and then failing the mission. But at least you could then get past the mission. Um, but that meant that I ended up at the vinyl boss um, quite considerably underleveled because um, you're meant to do all that um, and then yeah it took a long time to beat him considerably long time like a three-hour battle or something stupid so 
Uh, that was tiring, but fun at the beginning at least. Um, I got the Switch game, uh, The World Ends With You, the classic DS one, but like a Switch remake, um, and got all the way through that, finished that the other day. Um, the only thing I can really say is it's like Kingdom Hearts level lame, the story is all over the place, and has the most horrendous touchscreen controls you've ever played. Like it's just, it's like an awful, awful phone game um, in terms of touchscreen controls. So stay clear of it if you don't like touchscreen controls. Okay. What else? Se- uh, sense- you, were, you were trying to sell us that. <laughs> I'm not trying to sell you. I'm trying to sell someone on uh, eBay that. <laughs> yeah, you, it's really yeah, you, you pitched it to us first though. For five seconds. I knew you wouldn't yeah. want it. <laughs> but I, but I give the courtesy if anyone wants yeah. to try this horrible game out. Um, was, your, um, was your pitch better than mine? I hope. <sighs> marginally. <laughs> <laughs> um, I tried out uh, Sense, a cyberpunk ghost story for a review um, and um, finished that off in about six hours. Cyberpunk part of it as you can see in my review it's not cyberpunk at all it is a horror game of a clock tower resident evil type um so don't be fooled by it being cyberpunk just because there's lots of cyberpunk stuff around at the moment since a cyberpunk ghost story is not a cyberpunk game with 10 minutes of cyberpunk at the beginning it is a horror game and then the final one that's worth talking about is probably sekiro um, so I got into Sekiro, I bought it just as Bloodborne finished and it took like a week and a half to turn up, which is really annoying. Greg kept texting me every day going, have you got it yet? Have you got it yet? And I'm like, I'll get it in a second. <laughs> It'll come. I promise. I was trying to see if you had it. I wasn't, I wasn't like chasing up her. I, just I, see I it think it was, up. I think it was so that you could wait until that moment I got it and then try and finish the whole fucking game yourself in two days. A <laughs> uh, little bit. Yeah. I did often um, have one bit though and you were like, no. Oh, no, I don't want I don't want help to do it. That would be terrible. Um, no, Sekiro is is awesome. Um, it's very very different to Bloodborne. I don't think my code vein and Bloodborne uh, practice has really got me into helping with Sekiro, um, because neither of them really involve parries that much. And this game is like parry overload, um, and it is like a rhythm game. You spe- you spend the entire time just trying to get the exact moment of the parries for all these crazy bosses. But yeah, I'm getting into it. I'm about, uh, I'm two main bosses in, um, and I've done a whole bunch of these horrible optional bosses. The optional bosses are way worse. Um, they've been nightmarish, like brutal spear guys that have unblockable attacks that are completely different to the way I play. And then you get onto a main boss. Well, you can, but it's in a weird way that it's not the normal parry. And it's like, um, to jump into their face and things, um, and stop those symbol attacks there it doesn't work the way i want it to work um but the ones like uh lady butterfly and the great big horse lord guy i had a real good time with them they were fun they were parry 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 you get into a rhythm and it's it's good they're really fun anyway i'll stop there that's all my games loads and loads and loads of stuff i've probably played a whole bunch more stuff than that as well like the surge 2 and things but i can't carry on talking someone else's turn fantastic you're getting really into these uh these souls like souls or actual actual souls Games. The, yeah, two of them are actual from software games now that Bloody I've been hell. avoiding like the plague. My God, Code Vein really did a number on you, didn't it? Code Vein was a great gateway drug. I tell you, that is what mm. it was. It's not a good <laughs> game. I, I'm 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 getting round to the the idea that it wasn't actually that good, <laughs> but <laughs> but it was a good gateway into it because it had a story. And Sekiro's mm. got a story as well, whereas Bloodborne's story was like pencil thin, like paper thin. Sorry. Oh no, it's not. It oh, is. Let's not. Let's not. Not right now. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Paul Collett, what bloody video games have you been playing over the oh, last couple of weeks? Well, 
Um, so I finally got my PlayStation 5 for Christmas, which was... Huzzah! Like, Huzzah! You got it off your mind. Was, you know, achievement unlocked kind of thing. Um, so I was oh. playing uh, Miles Morales, um, which is fantastic. I, I think it's better than probably the first game. Because uh, I think Miles Morales is a better character. So that's all good. And, uh, you know, I wanted to test out the power of the PS5. And, you know, New York looks great um, on PS5. So... I went for that, complete that today, actually. Um, I, I also purchased uh, The Last of Us Part Two. I'm a little late to the party, um, but my God, what a game that is. Uh, that is, um, that's my game of the generation. It's the pinnacle of what this past generation can do, I think. It just blew my mind at every, every corner that game takes you down. It's just, your mind just blows, and the storytelling, um, it's just, you know, you genuinely, genuinely feel for the characters. And right at the end, no spoilers. I was like, what do you mean? You know? So um, I played that. Um, I've sort of been in that cyberpunk, um, which I've sort of put to the side a bit. I'm figuring I might get the PS5 version when it comes out. And I stupidly purchased Assassin's Creed Valhalla and I turned it off 30 minutes later and offered it for sale, um, as you guys know. Um, so that's still on eBay. So hopefully someone picked that up. Um, what have I been playing? Oh, and Days Gone. I, mm, uh, nice. I you know, with the uh, with the PS5, you get the pay. Uh, I don't know if you get the PS4, but you get the PS Plus collection, which is a bunch of uh, really good games for free. You know, if you've got PS Plus. Um, and Days Gone had a massive PS5 update, so I thought it's time to get that another go. Kind of completed it, and uh, it looks amazing. Don't know what they've done to it, what witchcraft they've done to it, but the game looks incredible now, and uh, it actually, for some reason, plays better. So I'm enjoying that. That's my slow game. I'm going to be, you know, chipping away at as and when. That's about it, really. But I've I've sort of refound my love for video games this Christmas, and that's a good thing because I was really starting to hate them just before Christmas. So awesome. That's very cool. Crossed. Um, yeah, I'm going to talk about Valhalla in a minute, but um, I'm sad that you jumped off because you got to give it patience, man. You got to get through those first couple hours. But yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you played Mars Morales. I'm glad you've uh, I'm glad you enjoyed the Last of Us Part Two. Oh, okay. And um, yeah, I want to talk to you about Astro's Playroom, but we'll do that another day. Yes. Oh yes, I'll be playing that as well. Absolutely brilliant. No, oh yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, Mr. Sean Davies. Okay. What on the earth have you been playing? Start apart from uh, darts and. Okay, I'm going to run through the reviews. <laughs> okay, Crawlco Block Knockers on the Switch. Don't buy it. Dark. <laughs> okay. There you go. D A R Q Dark. Um, Mm-hmm. Brilliant puzzle game, really nice and dark, like a Tim Burton film come to life. If you like puzzle games and you like creepy stuff, go and have it, give that a go. It's on every console now, uh, but there's a review up on the website. Uh, checkers, don't buy it. Darts, don't buy it. Chickens on the road, don't buy it. Okay, now that's done. Mostly Cyberpunk. Um, I've got the Platinum Trophy. Did every mission. I have 100%ed that game. There's not a single thing I need to do. And... I don't think I'll be going back for any of the expansions. I think I'm done with it. But we'll see. You know, depends how, how fresh in the memory some of those fucking glitches were. Um, let, me, let me just tell you, I, I had completed the game and was I needed a bit more cash to be able to buy the last car. And the only thing, because I've completed all of the levels, all the missions, all of the, basically every icon on the map was, was done, apart from random events. And for whatever reason, after four or five hours of driving around, killing enemies, picking up their guns and slaying them again, the game decided that everybody in the game would become immortal. Oh, <laughs> interesting. 
<laughs> so, so I basically had to lose four hours worth of progress. And that was at that point, I was like, I'm going to do this, get this last trophy, and delete the game. And I've done that. So, <laughs> um, I've gone back to Ghost of Tsushima because uh, that's on the PS3 in the bedroom and it's really nice to play. Sorry, PS4 in the bedroom. It's very nice to play just before bed because it's very nice and artistic and also really leisurely. I'm not finding it difficult at all. It's very nice to take in. Uh, I've been playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yeah. I, I see what Paul was saying about that first. Uh, so, Paul, I don't know how many hours you played of it, but that, that it is a real slog to get into. That yeah, is a game. Is. <laughs> I'm a, I mean, even for a couple of hours past that, it is, it is a struggle. But once once you get to Britain, basically, once you get to the UK and it starts to open up, you it becomes a much, much better game. It's just that, that first bit, it's a real slog at that. I'm, I'm, it's really disappointing that the game is is that hard to get on board with. Uh, just because once you do, it's such a great game, which, you know, I know that you're, you're playing it as well, Ross, and I know that you're enjoying it. So, And the last game that I've been playing is called Code Vein, and that can go and fuck off. <laughs> Can you explain why? Yeah, I can. Yay! Because it, sh- <laughs> it okay. plays like a horrible, floaty, controlled, weaker version of Bloodborne. I don't want to skin Sean. Yeah, no, I'm telling you now. That's my two cents. Okay, I, I, I like to parry. I love to parry in games. Oh. I don't like to roll around. I don't like to, you know, try and get behind things. I just want to basically smack their sword out of their hand and smack them down. I've and got a game for you if you if you're interested. Is it called Sekiro? Yeah, chance? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and the parry in Code Vein is is just atrocious. It 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 doesn't feel accurate at all. Yeah, don't use it. Well, this is the problem because I'm at the point now where the game is saying, "Do a parry, do this parry, parry." Why aren't you parrying? And it keeps putting messages up on the screen to say, "This is how you parry." And I'm like, "Well, yeah, but." It, it's it's fucking garbage. So it doesn't matter how many times you tell me to do a barry, I can't do it if you fucking mechanics are shit. Are you in that little tiny arena right at the beginning where the lady's talking to you? Uh, no, I'm past that. Okay. I don't think you need to do a parry for much long, for any other time, really. Uh, it just, I keep getting messages up on the screen to do all kinds of things, but like particularly parry. So that seems like, like if you, the, the mechanic is you do a parry and you basically stab them with this sword thing and suck loads of blood out. And it's... Mm. Uh, and I know that you said it's got a story, but the story isn't very good. <laughs> it's an anime story. <laughs> oh man, it's not even that. <laughs> it's it's a a it's a list of really convoluted things that happen. Yeah, I'll give you that. And anime, uh, anime it, stories are very convoluted most of the time, anyway. The, yeah, I agree with that. But I just I I could see why you would like it because it is it's one step away from being furries, really. Into- <laughs> <laughs> wow that's <laughs> fired no it's 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 fine and I'm, I'm glad that i've bought it to experience it and I'm, i probably will finish it but it's just I'd, i offered you my copy months ago because i didn't want it and you were I like know, well, no I had, I had absolutely no intention of playing it and then toby bought it and said how good it was and i was like okay <laughs> what and, have we learned and, what have we learned here don't listen to Toby. Toby knows what he's talking about <laughs> <laughs> i think it's just a par- party of one on that one Toby. I'm, I'm glad that I played it though. You know, it's uh, it's much better than Bloodborne. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, no, it is not. But okay. Well, the important thing is, are you going to see it through so you can help Tobes with that platinum? That was yeah. I mean, you know, that was the major incentive to actually play a game <laughs> with somebody else. And during lockdown, 
and I am going to try and get to the point where I can actually join and help him. So yeah, um, you need to find some of those maps the way you can have like little individual depths maps, okay. um, and then you can help me out. I mean, I'll keep plugging away at it. It's just like an hour a night, and I don't go very far in that. And then I turn it off and go back to Assassin's Creed. So I'm sorry. <laughs> How about you, Ross? What have you been playing over your Christmas break? Well, today I started finally Bloodborne, and no way. No, it's true. It happened. And yeah, I'm at the main menu because I'm too scared. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to play it. It's but a it's, horror game. No, it's, I know. I'm just. I'm just. You know. Being I, funny. Yeah, but it's scary because it's fucking hard. Stop <laughs> mm. putting off, Toby. <laughs> so yeah, it's and, on my PS5 Toby. and it's it's looking at me. And yeah, I will probably jump into it once I've finished with Valhalla, which may uh, be in a few weeks. At least just boot it up and start playing it just to see how amazing it looks. Because I bet on the PS5 it looks fantastic. Yeah, it hasn't had a boost yet. Oh, which okay. is, yeah, it it's, it's interesting. It's on the PS4, so. Presumably that means it's because it's going to get like a remaster at some point down the line. but Or a sequel. But, keep talking about mm. Bloodborne 2, yeah. Exactly. I mean, everyone yeah, wants Bloodborne 2. But... But, yeah, primarily my time has been split between Cyberpunk and uh, Valhalla. Um, I've gotten pretty far in Cyberpunk now. I've done all the gigs that I think I can find. I've done the side missions. Um, haven't bought any cars because... I don't see the point, really, because I just get free cars throwing at me every single time I finish on a side mission, it seems. And so I kind of, like, put that down uh, for the moment. I am looking forward to the DLC, because um, it would be nice to get into a more kind of focused story again in Cyberpunk, because I think that's the kind of the, the point of it. But yeah, mostly been Valhalla, and I've got to disagree with Sean and Paul. I really enjoyed the the opening couple of hours. It was some kind of really engrossing, and it was... It hasn't really been that long since I played. I mean, I've tried to get through Odyssey, but Odyssey was just so overwhelming and I couldn't really get really far in it because I just didn't really know what to do first or do next. And it got a little bit too much. But Valhalla, it feels a lot more streamlined, at least at at first. It doesn't now, but at first it kind of, it does lead you where you're supposed to be going. Um, And so it was kind of nicer in that regard because Odyssey, I felt like just dropped you straight into it. I said, right, work it out, off you go. And Valhalla at least gives you that option to be very patient with it and take it very slowly. I'm about 11 hours in now. I'm seeing people like, right, 150 hours into Valhalla and I finally completed it. So yeah, there's a long way to go, I think. And I think it will start becoming massive and overwhelming at some point. But I'm really enjoying it. I think it's my favorite of the the new Assassin's Creed. Um, so if you kind of incorporate Odyssey and Origins and Valhalla and that, so yeah, Valhalla's really interesting, and I just made it to Asgard, so I'm having a lot of fun running around spoilers. Asgard with Thor and Loki. But that's not a spoiler, it's in the trailer. I haven't watched any trailers. I've stayed away from all trailers. I've got media blackout, man. I've not seen a single thing. Yeah, oh, I don't well. want to play it. I don't want to play it now. It. <laughs> <laughs> Let me uh, ask you a question. You know, you know at the start where you said it was streamlined? Did, mm. did, how, did you like, like basically explore Norway and get all the treasures and meet all the strange weird things and all that kind of stuff uh no no okay. i just i, I right. focus on the story because uh, i wanted to get to england because i felt like that's when the game really kind of opened up and that's exactly what's happened i like messing around with the settlement i like upgrading the settlement i love raiding raiding and pillaging as a viking is just fun <laughs> it's just really fun uh, because it's loud and it's noisy and it's ridiculous and it's uh it's yeah i'm, I'm having a really good time with it and so that's really kind of all i've been playing just trying to get through Valhalla and Fortnite, obviously. But um. Right then, I think that's everyone. Okay, it's time for the first quiz of 2021. I'm Mr. Sean Davies.
Okay. That was beautiful, man. Thanks. So, clean slate. We know last year, I stopped stopped taking stock of the scores somewhere along the year. (laughs) You say that, you just gave up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It was, you know, it got got, got onerous. Okay. We were having fun, uh, but, you know, winner takes all. And who won? We had a draw. We had a draw. Yeah, we got returning champion Ross and Greg. Unfortunately, Toby lost out. So this is a fresh slate. Everyone's on zero, and this quiz is completely random. So these questions are all things that I've just picked out of my brain. Oh, I was hoping it'd be about video games. Ah, yeah. oh, darn. Yeah. So first, when did I lose my virginity? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thirty-one. <laughs> Wait, how old are you? How old, how you old your first born? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's 11. <laughs> okay, 11 years right. ago then. Oh, what's that what it feels like? <laughs> right. Um, if you've never done this before, I'm going to ask these guys some questions. Oh, I've, I've done it before. Oh, you mean the quiz? Right. <laughs> no, <I'm> do- <laughs> oh, Lord. Let's just do this. Okay. I Question seen, one. I have seen Bob's and Regine. Um <laughs> Question one. In which 2016 game did voice actress Sissy Jones voice a character called Delilah, an emotional lifeline on the end of a radio? Nailed it. You guys love her so much. She's awesome. I know. I just haven't met her and you guys have, so I'm jealous. (laughs) I'm acting out. Question one. In which 2016 game did voice actress Sissy Jones voice a character called Delilah, an emotional lifeline on the end of a radio? Okay, question two. In Darksiders 2, you play as which horseman of the apocalypse? So question two. In Darksiders 2, you play as which horseman of the apocalypse? Steve. (laughs) War. Steve. (laughs) Okay. Question three. In the 2011 game Warhammer 40,000 Space Marine, <laughs> which Space Marine chapter do you play as? Fucking love this game. So you should. Nerd question, isn't it? Warhammer? Yeah, but have you not played Space Marine? No, it's fucking amazing. It's one of those underrated games ever, and it's never going to get a I think I gave up after half an hour, like um, Paul did. Mm, on... But you'll sit out Covain. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> it was the moment those little green, you know, Orcs. Troll things started running at me. I was just like, "This looks like shite." So, they're orcs. They're like the. Uh, no, they're not orcs. orcs. They're shit orcs. They're like. Oh, there's orcs. shit orcs. <laughs> there's Lord of the Ring orcs, and then there's Mate. shit orcs. Oh right, because Lord don't... of the Rings is the fucking benchmark. <laughs> <laughs> they're better than those. Greg, Greg hasn't played enough Code Vein to see the enemy types <laughs> in Code Vein, right? Okay, do not go there, Greg. Toby, don't don't go there. You've got like turd fucking slimes in Code Vein. Don't we riffing on the Warhammer 40k Space Marine or Yeah. It's not about the game, it's like the whole thing for years. Been, they've up, been around 30 years. Because of an ugly... No, longer than that. No, How it's the graphics were just like... Of... What? It looked awful. What it looked playing awful. on? Like an old CRT TV? Oh, there was no jeans stickers in it. That's what I want to see. Right, right. Okay. Question three. In the 2011 game Warhammer 40,000 Space Marine, which Space Marine chapter do you play as? Okay, question four. Margaret May Borowski... Beatrice B. Santello and Angus Delaney 
are all characters from which 2017 video game? I mean, this is Ross bias to the nth degree. Oh, wait. yes. What four games did Ross play in 2017? Um... <laughs> it's a question for. If you really think about that, you might kick yourself if you don't get it right. I probably it's probably gonna be like staring me right in the face, but I can't think. Mm. Question for Margaret May Borowski, Beatrice Bay Santella, and Angus Delaney are all characters from which 2017 video game? Okay, question five. Which battlefield game? takes place in the fictional country of Sard on I could never pronounce Is it, it. fictional or French? <laughs> it's fictional. Sid <laughs> uh, Oh my god. <laughs> Do you want to change the question? <laughs> no, I, like I was sitting here pronouncing it earlier. <laughs> it's, it's right. Question five, which battlefield game takes place in the fictional country of Sidaristan and a fictional Middle Eastern city called Sidis. So question five, which battlefield game takes place in the fictional country of Sidaristan and a fictional Middle Eastern city called Sidis? Okay. Question six. What did MAG stand for? The name of the 2010 PS3 exclusive shooter. Question six, what did MAG stand for? The name of the 2010 PS3 exclusive shooter. Okay, question seven. Sonic the Hedgehog first appeared in which video game? Question seven, Sonic the Hedgehog first appeared in which video game? Loving this quiet. <laughs> okay, question eight. Which Activision published game released in 2000 began with a level called Hangar? Question eight, which Activism published game released in 2000 began with a level called Hangar? Okay. Question nine, which track is the final race course for the special cup featured in all Mario Kart games and is the climactic course of each game in which it appears. What? That was a lot of words. <laughs> Question nine. Which track is the final race course for the Special Cup featured in all Mario Kart games and is the climactic course of each game in which it appears? Thank you. A pleasure. And finally, question 10. The first Watch Dogs game was set in which real world city? 
Question 10. The first Watchdog game was set in which real world city? Someone just half whisper it then. Yes, they did. <laughs> I think, I swear I heard someone just almost say the whole like, word. Uh, yeah, is that why he's muting himself? <laughs> what, Andy? Well, that's terribly awkward, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I was saying it to myself. I thought I was muted. Never mind. Hey, we all know it wasn't clear. It wasn't really clear, but it, I think I got it from that and, and from my own memory. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, I didn't. Not, not, not too. Uh, yeah, not too confident on this one. Awful, just awful. Oh yeah, yeah, we'll see. Oh, I've only got nine out of ten, guys. That's all. <laughs> there he goes, pulling his poor magic. <laughs> well, thank you, Sean. A pleasure. Always a treat. Uh, right, let's get into the big topics of the week. And uh, well, there aren't many so far in the world of video games. This week has been particularly quiet, but there was uh, some murmurings and some rumours about the upcoming Switch Pro, which has yet to be confirmed. But there is some data mining been going on. See if we can find some new stuff. Over at VGC, Mr. Andy Robinson um, wrote these words. I'm going to read them to you now. Quote, a reference to an upgraded Nintendo Switch model has been found within the console's latest firmware update. Seemingly strengthening reports that the Pro console will be released this year. While this by itself doesn't suggest improved performance, the Scurries M, which is a, who's the data miner, suggests it will be pushed to higher clock speeds and that the firmware also references support for a real tech chip which advertises itself as a 4K UHD multimedia SoC. Previous media reports have indicated that the Switch Pro will support 4K resolution. Series M notes that the display is probably not a higher resolution on the tablet itself and speculates that the 4K real tech chip might be within the new model's dock, allowing for 4K resolution when played on television. Now, of course, there's no confirmation about any of this yet um the article goes on give it a read i'll put a link in the description of the app if you do want to have a uh, a longer look at it but yeah i wanted to bring this to the table because basically everyone um has or has had a switch in on this uh, particular cast and i'm curious about what you think you'd like to see from a switch pro from uh, just a genuine upgrade, something that the Switch really needs in order to compete with the likes of Series X and PS5. So I'm going to go to um, Toby, someone who is a little bit sad about the fact that this might be real now, but I'm going to try on the left to get some information <laughs> out of him. Um, so, yeah, I just bought a Switch um, in the last, what, month? I had one before. I had one about two years ago. Um, played things like Breath of the Wild and such and, and, and sort of exhausted what I wanted to play on it um, and then nothing else came out for a while and I sold it. Um, the, I had a massive palaver over um, selling it because it had developed drift over the time frame that I had it. I cleaned it, I did all the things that people recommend that you do and when I sold it, the other person at the other end contacted me within three days saying, this has got drift, I want my money back. And um, I was like, ah, okay, um, well, can we come to some kind of compromise? Because it didn't have drift when I actually sold it. I cleaned it and, you know, it had been solved. And, uh, you know, that's what Nintendo say to do. There's nothing, it's, it's not my fault that it's got drift, if you see what I mean. Um, anyway, we came to a, con uh, a compromise that, you know, we do halvesies and I, I had, I gave them uh, something close to half their money back. Um, so it was a really bad sale, sale in the end, um, thanks to Nintendo and their shitty drift, right? Now, if ask, I, what is drift? I, I drift is when this. the Joy-Cons, uh, the little, the little um, movable Joy-Cons, um, or the little 
you know, joysticks on the Joy-Cons rather, um, start to sort of slowly pull your character or your camera to the left or the right. Um, mm -hmm. And they just sort of drift. So I had Link on Breath of the Wild, slowly just shifting to the left all the time. And I'm just like, would you just stay the fuck still? link please <laughs> so it made it very hard to play things sometimes um, but then you can clean it and you get you know get a few days out of it that was fine um now if i was going to have a brand new switch um which i've got now there's no switch there's no um drift so far and i'm like oh this is great if i was going to say well, the main thing they need to fix on the new switch is that drift issue with the joy cons they they came to i don't know if you guys can corroborate this but i swear there was a lawsuit in the works at one point all sorts of things around the drift problem um and i don't know if any of it got resolved but um you know 4k and the better battery and all that kind of stuff's nice but god the thing's broken on a lot of people's machines especially if they bought it in the first year or two um and that is really the main thing they should fix um they should have been sending people new joy cons to be perfectly honest at one point at least um so yeah that's that's the first thing that comes to mind um at the same time I bought a new one, so you know I've got a new one now. I don't want them to bring out a pro um, two seconds later. I'd rather they just kept that one under wraps for a few years. Thanks. Um, I don't need a new one. I don't really see a great big point in having, you know, 4K resolution, etc. Unless there's going to be games that take, you know, take advantage of it, um, and that will not be immediate. So I won't need one straight away. That's for sure. I'll, I'll probably get one in a few, you know, a few years down the line, maybe when. When it's necessary but saying that i never bought a ps4 pro and i'm not going to buy one now with a ps5 out so it's it, the pro versions 4k etc they, they don't usually sway me enough um to, to actually crack on with something brand new like that i think the last thing i'd say on it is is to do with that so it would be about you know what's the thing that would sell a new system for me what, what would sell a brand new switch when i've already got a switch um and as i say it's not those things i just listed it would be something that they'd say is like exclusive you know like if they said the ps4 couldn't run something only ps4 pro could actually run it um then i'd have had to buy a ps4 pro and the same with the switch there's actually a game that you know won't really run all that well on a base switch and will only run on the better switch um then you know maybe breath of the wild for uh, breath of the wild 2 rather um or or something along those lines that's like a absolutely killer app then that might be enough to convince but um yeah I doubt there's going to be a need for me personally to get a brand new switch no. so soon afterwards, especially with they'll, they'll have a switch two, like a real switch two, in like three or four years, um, you know, maybe, maybe three years. So this, this is the point in the, in the cycle, isn't it? Where you get the pro versions and the slim versions and the, the light switch came out the other, you know, the last year or whatever it was the year before. So it's not like, it's not like an essential purchase. Do you see what I mean? No, for sure. I mean, I mean, God, can you imagine if they lock Breath of the Wild 2 behind a new Switch? Yeah. Oh, my God. But that's the kind of thing that would sell a I mean, system. <laughs> it would, absolutely, but Nintendo would never do that. No, they're nice. They're, they're usually nicer than that. <laughs> too many Switches in the world right now lock stuff behind a pro. I mean, maybe they will. I mean, the weird thing I'm looking at is Hitman 3 is out in 10 days and at a time of recording. And it's coming to Switch, but via cloud streaming. And that's, yeah, because Switch can't run it. Exactly that. And so if the Switch Pro was to be a thing. It needs to be running these games that it can't currently run, like Hitman 3 and Control and Resident Evil 7 that have all had the this cloud streaming thing going on. So I don't know if it's... I mean, it's 
is it going to be boosted enough to kind of compete with maybe obviously not PS5 or Series X, but PS4, Xbox One? You know, I mean, we don't know. I mean, there's so many games on Switch that have had such a downgrade just because there's such a massive audience on it. Are they going to be upgraded? You know, there's a lot to think about. Based on that data mining, it's not a new chip. So mm. faster clock speeds isn't going to be enough to boost those graphics. Yeah, indeed. And yeah, the Joy-Con Drift lawsuit was uh, June of last year. And uh, not, not much has really happened yet. There's no Nintendo have apologized for the Joy-Con Drift. Um, I got Drift as well. I noticed it when playing Breath of the Wild and Fortnite, particularly. I was always just going left and dying a lot. But uh, yeah, it's an easy fix if you... Uh, I found like alcohol-based, this, this alcohol-based liquid that I used to clean up the... Uh, the analog sticks and it worked perfectly from there but it's uh yeah it's a pain in the ass i could fix it for a couple of days at a time that was my problem and then it would go crap again oh that sucks but i remember i remember you saying a while ago before you got your switch that you were going to hold off for a switch pro i know i really wanted to and then there was just so many things coming out this year for switch that i wanted to be of able to play mm. um there's a number of rpgs there's um Bra- bravely default 2 which i'm absolutely there for i really want them to release both the originals on the ds as uh, uh, sorry on the switch rather than just on the ds because they're locked in the ds now um so yeah there's 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 a lot already coming out um that that meant it was worth buying one and not not waiting for a nebulous pro that might or might not be a year away and i'd and i'd yeah. miss all of these games yeah, I mean, it's a great uh, indie machine, isn't it? It's like the ultimate indie. Yeah, I love some indies. Indeed. Um, Mr. Grey Kicks, what do you think the Switch needs to be better? What would you improve about it if um, a new version would come out? To be free. Okay, we'll get that on the list. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, you know me. Like I said, I, I'm, not, I'm not a big, massive Switch advocate. I've got one now just for necessity, and there are some fun games on it. But yeah, I ain't really that bothered, to be honest. It will be annoying if they lock, you know, Breath of the Wild 2 and other sequels to a Switch 2. That would suck ass. But in the meantime, yeah, I'm kind of ambivalent, really. Cool. Thank you for uh, contributing to the discussion. You're welcome. Thank you very much. Really, really appreciate it. Uh, Sean Davies, what would you like to see on an upgraded Switch? What, what does uh, the Switch need to do to kind of compete with these uh, bigger systems, if anything at all? Well, as you know, I've had a Switch for a year and I don't really care about this. I don't want to do <laughs> Sorry. I thought I'd just continue the trend. Um, I'm just I'm just taking the mic. I I hope that the Switch Pro is a lot more than is being hinted at because in, in its current state, if if that is you know if those leaked specs and those hints are what the Switch Pro will be, I don't see the point of it at all. It'll be you remember those PS3 games where you that they got upgraded to PS sorry PS2 games that got released on the PS3, and it was like now it's in HD. But it was—it just looks shit because it was in HD and they'd done nothing with the visuals. I've got a prime example for that, if you want. Go on. Uh, Resident Evil Code Veronica. Yes. I bought, I bought the 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 PS4 version on the store for like a fiver, and I was like, "This is this looks shit." And I boot it up, and it's like checking your PS2 memory card. I'm like, "Oh, you this is an emulation. This is awful." Yes. And so they I remember the resolution. Yeah, yeah. They, they've absolutely fucked that, and it just looks awful. And I was thinking. I'm pretty sure I still own it on the 360 from years back and it is backwards compatible and that is a HD version. The 360 version is a better version than the PS4 version of it. Yes. Quite a thought of games like that as well, aren't they? Mm. They are, yeah. Yeah. So th- this is this is my problem with it. If I, I understand why they might be doing it because they've they've just had two of 
their competitors release Ultra HD, 4K, shiny new toys, and the Switch is still doing fine. You know, it's still doing fine in Japan, uh, but it, it's going to struggle everywhere else in the world for a while because, you know, everyone is clamoring for PS5s and X, Xbox Series Xs. So I understand why they might be doing it, but if they want to do it, they really, really need to commit to doing it, not just doing what they're doing because it 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 really won't be worth it. It won't play any of the games that it should, you know, it won't play Hitman 3. <laughs> it, won't, it won't play any of these games that are doing cloud, cloud uh, streaming to Switch. And if anything, it'll just make the games that are on it look worse because these games are coming out of the particular resolution with a particular graphics and visual style. And, you know, history has told us anything that if you just up the resolution without doing anything with the visuals, it just makes them look worse. That being said, if they are going to release one, I really hope that they keep it so that it is a handheld and a console, you know, basically a Switch rather than a Switch Lite because I'd heard a couple of rumours that um, that the next Switch the next switch would be TV only, which, you know, if you're going to do 4K, you're not going to have that on a screen. So if they, if they were going to be doing just a home console only version of the Switch Pro, then that, that would suck because I think the Switch is best uh, asset is the fact that it is both a console and a handheld. I mean, I, I don't think I've plugged the Switch into my TV for months, but, you know, when people come around for Christmas or like for a birthday or whatever, or whenever we're actually allowed to have people in our houses again, you know, it would be nice to play Mario Kart on a TV rather than, you know, gathered around a dining table. So, you know, I just hope that that is the case, that it is still both a console and a handheld, not just a TV-based console. Yeah, I think that's what it will be. I mean, I hope so. Whatever it may be. I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? It's such a... I was just looking up the Switch's um, sales, and it's been the best-selling console in America for 23 months. Mm -hmm. And it just had its best October of all time. And, you know, there's just... There's still a hell of a lot of life in this thing. It's only four years old. You know, I mean, of course, we're going to get an upgrade at some point. I think maybe, I don't know, is it too soon? Because they're still flying off the shelf. And I, th I think this is a knee-jerk reaction to, re to, to Sony and Microsoft. I, don't, I, I genuinely think it is a bit too soon because I don't think, it, you know, people, people want to switch. You know, people right now want a PS5 and an Xbox One, uh, Xbox Series X more, but they definitely do want to switch because it's a brilliant second console. For some people, it's a brilliant first console. Um, but, you know, it, it is one of these things that, you know, okay, well, I'm downloading the next 100 gig patch for Call of Duty. I'm just going to play some, you know, whatever on the Switch. It's brilliant for that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I, I, I just don't... The, um, sorry, the Vita. Do, I'm, at, I'm, actually, I'm actually playing Hades now, like, whilst we're recording. <laughs> See, exactly, you know. Greg can shake his podcasting duties while playing Hades. That's fucking, you know, it's brilliant. <laughs> uh, I'm listening. I'm listening. That's why I knew when to interject. Uh, uh, Paul. Hello. What do you reckon? You had a switch for a little while, didn't you? Is there something about it that didn't quite click with you? Or what would you like to, what do you think it really needs to, to compete well, with the likes of I'll list it PlayStation? Off for you. It needs Go for it. F-Zero, Metroid, Pilot <laughs> Wings, Mario, Zelda, Kirby, Yoshi's Island, um, and all the AAA games that Nintendo uh, are famous for. I've got the Switch, and uh, as a console, it's great. You can plug it in your TV, play it handheld, and I was loving that. But then nothing came out for it. Nothing. It's an indie 
I, I don't really get all the indie games that well, you guys probably know. So it's an in, if you're an indie fan, it's lovely, it's great. But if you like a proper game type experience, um, there's, there's nothing there. I mean, Breath of the Wild I didn't enjoy anyway. Um, Mario Odyssey was, was great. Uh, Mario Kart was great. And that was it. Once you've finished those, there's nothing else. There's nothing else. So it needs, Nintendo need to bring out their big guns. They've got so many good games that have just been forgotten about. And I don't understand why. Um, if, if F-Zero, Metroid and uh, Yoshi's Island came out on the Switch tomorrow, I'd go and buy a Switch of those because they are good, good games. There is a Yoshi's Island game on the Switch. Oh, I didn't know. Um, it's, uh, it's one of the crafting world games, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Is yeah, it among cool. the old uh, knitting kind of texture? Yes. Uh, yeah, it's like a, you tear down. It's a bit like, um, a bit like Terra where you, you pull off panels of things. Oh, okay. Oh, well, fine. So there's a Yoshi's Island, but still, you know, you get the point. I mean, where's Metroid 4, for, for Christ's sake, you know, and uh, things like that. Um, if there's a pro version, I, I don't know. I mean, um, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised maybe if Nintendo went down the route of maybe Stadia. They have this handheld device that can actually stream uh, the games in proper, like, 4K or whatever via the central server or something. I don't know, because um, the Switch has been out for years. It's doing, doing good. Um, and like Sean said... Everyone wants a PS5 or maybe they want an Xbox, but I doubt it. And, um, you know, where is it going to sit? The Switch Pro. I mean, so what? It's got better 4K graphics. But that's not what the Switch is about anyway. The Switch is about, uh, like, the fun, the, like the, the multiplayer, the handheld aspect. It's not really about, like, graphics. So I don't really see the point of them wasting much time on doing a sort of 4K Pro version. They're probably better with making out Switch 2, which is like maybe compete with the PlayStation. But then um, every time Nintendo bring out a more powerful console like N64 GameCube, they just don't work very well. They foul. So I don't know. Um, I think it needs uh, an influx of Nintendo games. And I think it needs, uh, like Sean said, um, better specs and what's been rumored because yeah, it won't do nothing at the moment. So... It's a weird one. I, I would not be surprised if it was just, you know, data mining and there's some, obviously Nintendo are thinking about it, but they probably won't do anything about it. They've probably looked into it and, you know, sussed out the viabilities of it all and things like that. So that's probably where the kind of data mining comes from. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, unless something major happens with the software, I just wouldn't be interested. I mean, I was listening to what you said, but <laughs> you did, sure? you, did you call the N64 and the GameCube foul? Uh, they failed. They wasn't like they wasn't. Um, oh, they oh, I failed. see. Nasty. They, okay. failed. Fell. they failed. Right. Failed. Oh. <laughs> it was a fail. Oh, <laughs> fail. I thought you <laughs> called them foul. I was like, what? <laughs> the GameCube so just... was foul. foul. <laughs> Chicken swine. From back in time. Heresy be gone, sir. No, it was not a grand console. Because they, yeah. they had uh, the AAA games. They had the pilot wings and the F zeros and things like that. But you know, they stopped doing them. And well, I don't know. Yeah, Metro Prime is still one of those games that was announced uh, two years ago, three years ago now, maybe. Bloody hell! Oh wow! And it's um, it's it's coming. They got that. Um, they uh, swap studios, but it's coming <laughs> at some point. They're gonna have a whole, they're gonna have a whole cycle. Ten, ten years time. When yeah, yeah. PS Six. They go. Oh look, Metro Prime Four's out. Hurrah. It'll be a Switch Two launch game. Yeah, exactly. It'll be a whole cycle before that comes out, and it'll be Switch Two totally. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I can play a Metroid on the Switch on the handheld. I think the screen would be too small. You'd lose that kind of. It'd be lovely to play those old Game Boy ones. 
those Game Boy Advance ones were fantastic, and they oh, were on the Switch perfectly. Well, isn't there, wasn't there a mm. rumored um, Metro Prime trilogy coming to the Switch? Yeah, I mean, that's been rumored for a while. It's still the yeah. confirmation. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's a way off. Uh, sorry, Sean, what do you say? This is what happened with Zelda, wasn't it? With Breath of the Wild. You know, it was like it was announced with the Wii U and then was released as a Switch and Wii U title, and they released like 10 copies for the Wii U. <laughs> the footboard's on the Wii U. <laughs> yeah. They've had the Wii, the Wii U, now the Switch, and the only games, triple games that appeared on them are Zelda and Mario, which granted are their biggest polysellers. But all the other games that made like the SNES, the NES, the N64, and that, great consoles they are, they're, they're forgotten about. I just understand it. I really don't. Yeah, they're constantly sitting on a, sitting on a gold mine, Nintendo. Exactly. But, you know... As I mean, Sega, you know, they don't do anything with their games either. Oh, really. God, not Sega again. No, let's not do this again. <laughs> oh, my God. Start um, of a new year, Sega. <laughs> Sega, there it is again. Sega Mega Drive. <laughs> Sega Mega Drive. Drive. <laughs> well, in that case, it's Sega Mega Drive. Is that right? Yeah, it's close enough. Yeah, I do. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, we're still waiting on Bayonetta 3. That was announced a couple of years ago. We're not. Oh, yeah. no. Okay, <laughs> some people are, Greg. Some okay, are. thank you. Right. Yeah. Some people are, yeah, Bayonetta's thing. Breath of the Wild 2, is that going to make the Switch? I mean, who knows? But we'll uh, we have to wait. We haven't really had a major direct from Nintendo this year. Just a lot of a lot of smaller ones. Nothing kind of major. So hopefully this this is the year that they come out swinging with some uh, with some big announcements. But Same sort of thing happened with the Wii, wasn't it? The Wii was like, sold massive amounts. It was like huge, wasn't it? I mean, they just sort of like, meh, whatever. Um, disappeared for a little while and come out the Wii U. Well, what the fuck's a Wii U, do you know what I mean? Cool. So they'd probably come out with a Switch U and it'd be shit. <laughs> yeah, it's like every other console, they nail it. Yeah. So, it takes them a couple of attempts, doesn't it? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a weird thing. But we need, like, the Wii U was always a precursor to the Switch. It was always going to go in that direction. Yeah. But um, cool. Okay, cool. So yeah, there's a lot to chew on. and There's obviously no confirmation yet, but it looks like it's going to be maybe some point this year. If, if at all. So we shall see what happens. Very exciting. All right, next up, you may remember us talking a hell of a lot about Cyberpunk 2077 in our previous episodes. We dedicated an entire episode just to talk about Cyberpunk. And we're going to jump in very quickly with um, where we are with it at the moment, um, how the updates have been going and whatnot. I'm going to start with Sean, because Sean platinumed the whole damn thing like an absolute madman. And I guess, I, I, I guess it's not really a question, but it's like, what is your overall impression? Did it feel like a slog to actually get through it or did you enjoy it? I felt like I was uh, kind of in Stockholm syndrome with it because having played quite a lot of it, enjoyed parts of it, not enjoyed chunks of it, it felt like I just needed it done. And when I, and when I got it done and I'd looked at what was needed to be done next, it was like, okay, that's not too too much. And then I, I did a bit more and then I did a bit more. And it, it never felt like I was like really enjoying myself at all during the entire game, to be fair. Um, but there was, there was parts of it that were better than others. And it, it just felt like a very nice, easy thing to play over Christmas. Uh, there was no like, none of it felt difficult. It felt very easy to digest. It felt like a Far Cry game set in a sci-fi setting. And that's that's as, as good as I can describe it as. Um, I just we really we really fucked up with our expectations with this game because the narrative really isn't as strong. You know, I've seen all the endings now, and 
I've, I've experienced multiple missions multiple different times because I've lost fucking save games and whatnot. But they, it it was a fine game. Like there's there's lots of rumors around about like on Reddit now of, of like sub of uh, CD Projekt Red staff saying that there's like an entire level under the city of like sewers that weren't were in part of the game that that will be eventually, and that there was a different that Johnny Silverhand had a more manic tone. And I honestly think that I would probably enjoy the game more if this, if if what was said in these rumors were true, because it it, it feels so vanilla. It feels like a game that's really trying to push something um, groundbreaking, but uh, like ten years too late. <laughs> and mm. that's it, it's it's it feels like Ready Player One to me now, which is you know it's 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 fine, you know <laughs> it's, not, it's not it's not groundbreaking. Uh, my dad would get a kick out of it, but that's about it. <laughs> so when it was announced, it would have been groundbreaking then, do you think? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, maybe, yeah. Um, it's just, like, I, I don't want to spoil anything, but the, like the, the point of cyberpunk for me is the fact that like technology isn't evil, the people who make technology is. Um, and part of that comes through. But so often it just gets lost in this fucking weird, like, attempt to be punky, to be like a, a, an attempt to be, like, uh, like edgy. And it, it doesn't. It never friggin' works. Like there's there's one there's one bar called Dicky Twisters, and outside there is a, a neon sign of a dick going up and down, and I'm sitting there going, okay. I mean, whatever. This isn't the future. Like, this isn't any fucking version of the future. Uh, because no one in the right mind would ever go, you know what? That'll get people coming inside. A neon picture of a cartoon dick going up and down. And I, I think somebody somewhere went, that'll get a laugh. And it didn't. <laughs> it just came off as like, eh. That's Duke Nukem level humour, that is. Say again? I'll just chuckle to myself if that helps. <laughs> of course you fucking did. <laughs> it is, it is, you could like, you look at some of the posters and like, you're like, okay, there's this one where there's, there's two people having sex, uh, like above the freeway. And you see this, this poster over and over again, and you're like, this, this never was fun. Like, and maybe, maybe the message is that sex sells in the future and it's, it's basically, you have you watch people have sex and then it sells you like an advert or something, but it's just like it just doesn't feel mature, and in the way that it presents itself, it feels like it's trying to be tongue in cheek with everything. Like it's like a carry on movie half the time, and then when it does get serious, it feels completely tonally jarring because of it. You know, the, some of the storylines are really good, other ones are like, "What the fuck did I just play?" And that, <laughs> that's a shame. I felt that after the crucifixion. You know, like I say, I bailed out on the crucifixion. I never yeah, actually you saw did. it. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> Jesus <was> Christ. <laughs> please tell me, please tell me you didn't mean to do that. Oh, I don't know what I'm doing right now. That was, that was, <laughs> that was wonderful. What was, um, what was your final trophy? What was the hardest one to get for you? The cars. Because right, yeah. you have to have something like two and a half million credits and... I'd, I'd done everything, but the problem is, was was that I was spending money on 
cybernetics to get trophies earlier on. So like I was trying to get the you know the second heart. So you basically get resurrected after you die. And I was great. I bought I bought the gorilla arms and the mantis blades. So so basically I was like pimping myself out, and I could only use one of them at a time. But I just wanted them anyway because uh, I thought that was like the coolest part of the game. You know, being able to change your body around and like yeah you know, yeah for sure. Then, then at the end of the game, I was I, I had zero zero credits, uh, and I had you know twenty odd cars to buy. And I'd done all the gigs. <laughs> so I was just grinding out. So basically what I was doing is driving around and going to every each like spot that had a an ambient event where you know the police are facing off against somebody um and kill them, take the guns, sell them on, get the credits, and then go buy another car. And it was it was I'd say that I did that for two hours, and that was the most boring part of the game. <laughs> if you if you are playing that, don't buy cybernetics if you don't need to or you don't want to, because the cars are the worst fucking part of the game getting them because they just cost so much yeah. some of the cars are fucking brilliant like there's you know the races like you know, there's like races throughout the city yeah i there's one that looks like a bentley like a sci-fi bentley where the doors open up weirdly to the front and um Is that the gold one it's red and red and oh no i got the gold one from that fight earlier yeah this this car also there's a there's a mission where you, you save somebody and then they give you the keys like a you save a nomad and they give you the keys to another car, which is like a souped up version of a lesser car. And that is the fucking shit hottest ride in the entire game. It's like a blue and gold style DeLorean style thing, but it's shit of a shovel. It just goes, it just fucking flies. I would all the races with that. <laughs> it's worth, worth looking into. Mm. Yeah, that, that's my thoughts on Cyberpunk. It's fine. It's fine. It's a seven out of 10. And <laughs> no, it is because no, no amount of patches is going to change the core of that game. Mm. Anyway, I, I forgave all the all the, the the bugs. I've started finding them fucking hilarious. Like if yeah. you if you fast travel while sliding, so if you crouch and run and into his fast travel machine, and then fast travel, when when you spawn, the floor is at your head level. So all the floor textures are floating around your chin. Oh, it's brilliant. It's, it's still it still happens. Doesn't it's not fixed. It's just <laughs> just, <laughs> just whatever. Oh, awesome. Um, Greg, where are you with uh, Cyberpunk at the moment? I'm enjoying it, but I'm taking it with pretty much a whole bag of salt right now. Like, I'm still optimistic. And I know, like Sean said, there's a lot of things that even patches won't fix. But I've resigned myself to enjoying it, but in doses. Um, I haven't got very far on the story yet. I'm not going to tell you where I am. I know most of you guys have played it, but I know other people that listen haven't. I don't want them picking up on, on any spoilers, but I've just been doing all the side stuff, like mission, the actual side missions and the gigs, which are sort of two separate things. Um, and yeah, I've been enjoying it. I've done some of the fights. I had an absolute issue with one of the fights earlier, the one that the aforementioned one where you get the gold car against a guy that's like, you haven't got any mantis blades or mono wires out of you. And you're like, no, no. He's like, all right, cool. And then there's that weird blinky teleport punch thing on you, which had the worst hit detection ever. Cause I'm four foot away and hit like, he's, it's not even like he's hitting me with like his finger, like an extended finger of the punch. The, the punch isn't even near me and it's doing damage. And it's like, sorry, what? And at one point I got him down to like, I don't know, 30% health and he, and he just healed. And I'm like, hang on, I can't heal in fights. Why are you allowed to? So I couldn't explain that. But then there are absolute beautiful moments of the game where I'll just be, I, I, I like using the bike. I like using the Kusanagi first person. And it's just nice sometimes just to drive, not, not hooning it 190 miles an hour, just, just driving. And 
I've had to turn HDR off because the HDR still looks shit. It looks still looks better without HDR on, which is a bit annoying. But there's, there's moments when I'll be, I'll just be driving and especially in the city and it's raining and you see just these beautiful sort of like reflections and you look up and you see it all cascading and like flying, uh, like flying abbots and, and other, and other things. And yeah, it, it takes me back to the first time I properly watched Blade Runner. And that is what I love about those moments. When you think, God, I, I really can't wait for this just to be amazing. When we get the two big patches, there's one this month and one in February or March, I think. And I just, like, I, I know it has the capacity. If it's going to be a bit wonky, just to look, just to look good. And that, those are the moments I really sort of cherish. And I think I sometimes want to put a video up of me just, you know, like 15 seconds of just, just taking it in. And then I'll travel three blocks over and the building I want to enter hasn't fucking popped in yet. Um, my own apartment building, I had to go to a mission to look at something and the entrance hadn't popped in. So it was kind of walled off. It was just like a big non-textured wall. And it was like, well, hang on, I'm going to stand here and wait, like tap on my foot just for it to let me go in. I didn't want to walk through it in case I fell through the floor or something. So it's getting harder to defend, but I've got friends that are playing it at the same sort of time and pace and I get they send me screenshots of people t-posing and a friend of mine's playing on PC and he was saying like you can only play it for so many hours at a time and I feel like I'm doing that with the PlayStation version like the more the longer I play it for intervals the more things start being weird like people holding objects like cigarettes or drinks if they're stood there talking and they've got it in one position they'll find they'll have the, the cigarette in their hand and then they'll move down and then it will be still left there but they'll still have the cigarette in their hand so it's almost like a, I mean, Ross, you know, uh, from like stage shows and productions, you have your markers on the floor, don't you, where you stand? It's almost like that, like like it's left an imprint marker where the cigarette should be for that that position of them talking. And then they'll move it and it'll be like, like a screen burn, but not a screen burn because it's a floating object. So it, it will show you like the marker positions of where it was the, when they've lit it and then when they've held it down to the side and then back up to their mouth again. And I just think, wow. Or um, things that are staying on screen, like screen overlays. And there's a mission, oh, I can't say what I'm going to say, but like there's a mission where you have a different HUD, but my previous HUD, like the, the cool car button, as in call your car over, not your cool car turns up, um, and your phone were there, underlaid under the new HUD icons. And the, the, the guy I fought earlier, I drove away and it still had his health bar back at 100%. I'm like, I ain't fighting him again, I've got his car. And it's just little quality of life improvements like that just really take me out of the enjoyment. And I don't go, oh, fuck this game, worst game ever, worst 45 quid I've ever spent. But I just sit there like, God, I just want this to be fixed. And I have faith that they'll do it. And I think all this bullshit lawsuit thing, is blah, 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 that's by the by. There's moments of greatness in there that I'm, I'm optimistic. Like I'm seeing this run now as my first sort of beta run. Like I'm going to do it slowly. I'm going to go through it all and I'll finish it at some point. And then when it gets properly, properly patched out, I want to go back through it again and play with a different build. I'm not really bothered about platinum chasing, just like I wasn't in Witcher 3. There's some correlation between open world games and platinums I can't be asked to do. You know, like linear games and such like Bloodborne Secure are fine because they're, they're on your path to doing stuff. But when it's... I haven't got the, the sort of temerity that Sean has to go through and think like, right, I must hoover up all the icons on the map. That's why I don't bother with Assassin's Creed anymore and, and Watch Dogs and Ghost Recon and shit like that. So... I will go through it again when it's it's the the quote unquote final product to to, to bring it back up. But at the moment, yeah, I'm just 
I'm, I'm cautiously enjoying it, but I can't say it's the best game ever. And we were gonna, we were joking when we were going to pick our game of the year picks about, yeah, I'm going to have that in there. Like back when we talked about it in September, like, oh, where we better hold off because one of us is going to want Cyberpunk. And here we are now. No one had it. No one had it as an honorable mention either because it's just not, I don't want to be hyperbolic and say it's not a very good game because it is. I really enjoy it. I enjoy being stealthy. Like I'm sneaking into very high difficulty gigs and like properly sneaking my way through. But then I think it feels like this is lifted from Deus Ex because that's done it better. And I feel like the gunplay is good, but it's been lifted from, from Rage and other, you know, type games. It's, it doesn't feel like its own game, but it's got like, like it's like a sum of its parts kind of game. But I, I still hope it'll get better. There are things that they can't patch out, I know, but at least make it look nice and stop people fucking T-posing and shit like that. Yeah, excellent answer. Thanks, it's better than my Switch one, I suppose. <laughs> um, I've got, uh, I ran a, was running around the other day on Cyberpunk and I saw a guy smoking his gun. <laughs> nice. So he had a big ass revolver and he was using it as a cigarette. Nice. I was like, oh dear, come on guys. Oh, it's the future and people have to get their kicks in different ways. That's a good way yeah. to shoot yourself in the face, that is. Maybe it was a vape pen, I don't know. A very elaborate vape. <laughs> but it, yeah, it looked funny. These kind of endless bugs in this game, even though 90% of it looks pretty amazing. Great, like you said, when you get to those locations, you can look out and go, wow, this is actually a, this is a beautiful game. There is, there is some, there is some marvellous screen. Oh, like I said, I'm not playing on PS5, I'm playing on a PS4 Pro. And you do have those moments, you just stop and, stop and take it in. You know, that, mm. that, that mission with Pan Am, that's not a spoiler, but when you're looking over the city and it's just like, and, and the rain-soaked streets and stuff like that, and then you, you think, this is amazing. And then you turn around and there's a guy like two foot in the air going, oh, he's got a gun. And you think, oh, I haven't. I've got a motorbike. <laughs> Paul, you kind of jumped off Cyberpunk now. Are you planning to go back anytime soon? Well, I'm not sure what to do. I mean, I've got it on uh, Stadia. I've been playing it on Stadia and I've not witnessed any of the, uh, the bugs that you guys have mentioned. There's been a few floaty objects here and there, but it's generally been very stable. I've not, I've not really come across anything that's going to like take me out of the experience at all and I was really enjoying what I was playing I love the city um, I disagree with Sean slightly about the aesthetics of the kind of advertising and things like that I think the design is great you know it might be like overly sexualized but then you know kind of makes sense in a way that how liberal things are now have compared to how they were 20-30 years ago so you know it's a possibility that things are like that I don't know but it's just, it's just fun to watch, tongue-in-cheek maybe, um, but I, I, I just love the world. I'd love it, and I'm quite happy to just drive around, walk around. Well, actually, I walk most of the places because it's such a, such a, I don't know, it's, it draws you in that city. I just can't help but just walk around and enjoy it and soak it up. But uh, I, am, I'm, I'm, I don't know whether to wait for the PS5 version or just carry on with my uh, Stadia version. Stadia's great. I love the Stadia. It's, it's great, but then at the same time, all I'll do is play the PlayStation. And I also played um, using the remote app on the PS5, the new remote app sort of thing. Got my uh, PS4 pad synced up to the iPad, and I was playing Spider-Man. I thought, this is great. But I really need a Stadia, because, you know, you could just do it on your phone as well. It's perfect. So, so I don't know. I might get a PS5 version when it comes out. So hopefully by then it'd be properly fixed. It'd be proper, like, sexy and nice and shiny. So, But, yeah, I, I haven't got as far as you guys. I, I, I've really enjoyed what I have played. Um, I haven't been plagued by bugs at all, so I, I, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I think it's an eight, maybe even, well, yeah, an eight, I'd say, at the moment, um, so far. Oh, yeah, that Stadia version does keep looking at me like, this is a high-end PC version of the game. Do you reckon a PS5 version would look better or worse? I don't know. It's a good question, isn't it? Because the Stadia version, to, you know, it is streaming to your devices, but it's, it's running off a high-end PC. Yeah. So, I don't know, maybe it'll be on par, possibly. 
Maybe. I mean, you know, the stadia, stadia like, um, I've had no problems with the streaming at all on the stadia. It's been smooth as silk. But um, obviously, I've got a new toy for Christmas, so that's all I've been playing. So that's why another reason why Cyberpunk's taking a bit of a back, back step. But yeah. no, me knowing me, I just want to stick with everything on the PS5 now. I hate having two separate consoles, two separate games. I like to, you know, to have everything in one place. Like I've got all Apple things. I want all Sony things now and all that kind of stuff. So I'll probably get a PS5 version, pick it up again, start from fresh. Oh, uh, but Tobes, is that kind of your plan at the moment? Because you seem to have fallen off a cyberpunk train. I find that I think I played what I was ever going to play this time around. I, I'm doing something similar to Greg. I'm, I'm doing this as my beta one because it's PS4 and it's, you know, the jankiest version supposedly that there is. So I'll go back and I'll do it again at some point, um, like, like Greg says, with a different build and things. Um, but I think I had to play it quickly because it started to really grate on me. It started to get boring. It started to get, I, I, had to, I hate to disagree with, um, well, at least half of the podcast, but I find the city incredibly cool from afar. Right, and you're looking at it with Pan Am, yeah, it looks beautiful. It looks like Blade Runner. But when you get in there, it's dull, it's lifeless. People are T-posing. It doesn't feel like a cyberpunk city to me. There's no atmosphere like there is in Blade Runner. You go down to a noodle bar in Blade Runner, and there's smoke everywhere, and there's neon, and all these things that make it. There's an atmosphere to it that doesn't exist in anywhere in cyberpunk as far as i'm concerned there are little bits there there are sections of the game that are great and and little places that are beautiful but overall i found it quite dull the city um the advertising got too much i I mean i liked it to begin with but i got i got bored of it um so i needed the storyline to be the thing that draw drew me in and it did the story i disagree with sean it's good i like that story i think there's got a great point that it's not it's not quite managing to tell the story it wants to tell possibly um but i think where it does succeed it succeeds incredibly well there is a whole section towards you know that that act one bit with the dolls and dollhouse and evelyn and judy and the moxers that whole section was dynamite i thought it was brilliant from start to end that section but there are other bits that just fall really really flat there are lots of side missions that bored the crap out of me I got to the point where I just did nothing in the city. I could not be bothered to go and kill one more T-posing bloke, one more set of police that just a million police would just suddenly turn up. Because of all those glitches, I think, it really started to kill the enjoyment of the rest of the city, right? But the story was still good. The story wasn't glitching everywhere and the story was still playable. Um, And those characters are great. Like like I said (laughs) three weeks ago, Judy, Pan Am, you know, it's the female characters, to be perfectly honest. Evelyn, I, I got so into Evelyn's storyline. I felt that, that was that's so sad. It's a great story. Um, I don't, I won't spoil anything else, but it's um, it's a great story there. And I found that, to be honest, Johnny Silverhand's storyline was nowhere near as interesting as as the you know the CD side of some bad clubs and things. That was much more punk as well. That was that really sort of did it for me, to be honest. Um. So yeah, just the the monotony of an open world title that sort of meh started to really great. And by the time I got to the end of Act Two, I was done. I'm like, I'm done now. I don't want to carry on much more. So I just stopped doing anything and didn't do any more side quests um, apart from character stuff. So I finished off Pan Ams, I finished off Judy's, and then finished the game. And that was it. I haven't gone back at all. Not, not, not even once, not to clean up anything, because I just got bored. Um, and I think that's the trouble. I think until it's fixed and until it's got more of the, you know, PS5 level or Stadia level 
um, goodness to it. It's not worth going back on PS4. I wanted to experience it and stuff. And it just started to get very broken and, and, and very like, it's just nothing really keeping me going. In Ghost of Tsushima, like every side quest is interesting. There's, there's stuff all over the place that's, um, you know, keeping me going. Although getting the platinum on that was a bit of a slog at the end, but this just had none of that. It's, um, yeah, I, I, I got, let me think, there's, there's another thing that broke it a little bit towards the end was a double jump. I don't know if anyone else bought the double jump. Um, I bought the double jump, went on a mission, like a very dark mission I had to do to do with Arasaka. Um, and I was able to double jump my way basically across the entire mission. I could just jump, 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 jump. Not a single guard saw me. Not, I didn't need to stealth it. I was just double jumping across the ceiling. Just no one was there, right? And it got to the point where it was breaking every mission towards the, you know, towards the end of Act 2 and beginning of Act 3. I was like, this is stupid. I've now broken it with this new power. So I stopped using it because it was ruining it for myself. But, you know, that, that shouldn't really be in there that there's, there's certain bits. It is like Call of Duty. Every now and again, there's a gun, isn't there, that completely overpowered gun and everyone, gets, everyone finds it gets the game ruined for them. Um, so yeah, I think that's that's it. I, there's a beautiful story in there. There are beautiful moments. There are some beautiful locations. But as I said, it just when it's been made this big and with this much stuff, I think half the reason that they that they took so long to make it and that they had so many delays was they're trying to make it too big. I think if it had been more like Deus Ex, actually, if it had had more of a sort of two or three hub areas that were like Japantown, like Little China, like a few of the areas in in Cyberpunk that had just been done to, you know, far greater fidelity and were way, way more, way, way better done, that would have been enough for me. I didn't need Pacifica and, and all of the Badlands and these, these massive swathes of city that I hardly visited and didn't need. And they were the same for a long time. Anything apart from Japantown just looked the same for a very long time. There were, there were bits that started to look different. There was an entire industrial estate, isn't there, in this in the south of the city, that industrial bit just goes on for miles. And you're like, is there any point to this bit? I'll leave it there. It's, I'll leave it with a plug for, for, for an article that will go up on the site um, very shortly. The thing that stayed with me for the three weeks after I stopped playing the game was the soundtrack. They kept releasing Radio 1, Radio 2, Radio 3 um, on Spotify, and each one is full of some absolute bangers. And it's a great soundtrack um, that is deservedly probably more memorable than the seven out of ten game. Yay! <laughs> yeah, team, I kind of, team yeah, seven. I I definitely agree with Toby. I think the story is really nice, and I love some of the side characters are fantastic, particularly Judy and Pan Am and Claire, bartender at Afterlife. Yeah, it's Claire, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. I still think yeah. I still think the Delamain mission was was so far one of my favorite. Yeah, I quite yeah. like Delamain. Have you done more of them yet? Have you been searching for? I've taxes? done a whole. I've done a whole seven. Mm. But nothing beats yeah. the initial beep beep motherfucker. Just <laughs> <laughs> myself at that. I genuinely thought that's hilarious. But yeah, the whole the whole seven car mission was great. See, it was one of those that really started to tick me off about the game. Which it was one? the one the one that was basically a pop culture reference and had absolutely nothing to do with. Oh <laughs> yeah, naturally. It, it was like, why is this in here? Why this this is really starting to feel like just like completely out of place. And I, I don't know if anyone actually knows what I'm talking about. I know what you mean, because I've done it. Oh. Yeah, same. I do know which bit. We don't want to spoil it. <laughs> okay. Did anyone else just, like, did not, like, I mean, it was, it was nice for, like, a second. And it then... Gave me, a, gave me a chuckle, and then moved on. Okay. Just me, yeah. then. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Okay, right. What, what's next? 
There were plenty of other bits, Sean, to put me off. Don't worry. <laughs> there was a Delamain taxi in the industrial area, Toby. That's why it's there. Yeah. For one taxi so far. I, there was, I think there was one other mission I got to eventually in an industrial area, and that was it. There's, mm. there's a race there as well. Okay. And apparently the, there is some DLC that's going to be focused on that particular area. still think there's about a, half a dozen more districts than needed. Yeah, I about um, Grand Theft Auto 5, didn't you? All that kind of hill and desert area at the top end, middle and top end of the map. I mean, what's the point of that? There's nothing there. I think the difference in Grand Theft Auto is that the driving is tight and fun to play, whereas the driving in this is really all over the place at the moment. So I didn't want to drive anywhere. If I'd had loads, if, if, if the driving was fun, I would have driven all over the place. I might have appreciated the city more. Yeah, I've never used fast travel. I always drive everywhere. I dra- fast traveled everywhere all the time because I didn't want to drive ever. <laughs> okay. Sorry. How funny. That, that place has the best gigs. Yeah, true. True, for sure. It's just like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the very end of the Juni mission is awesome. It makes that entire area worthwhile. But it's, yes. um, the, the rest of it's just like, yeah. You started as a nomad, didn't you? Yes. Did that because, like, obviously, when you're dealing with all the the corpo stuff as a corpo, you felt right at home. But did that did that change for you with the nomad part? Yeah, yeah. I mean, only really in dialogue sessions so you get to um, my my V would reminisce on her past of sort of growing up in those areas, oh, okay. and, and, and it you, was and you get to meet um, Alana Pierce as a nomad, which is great. Yeah, yeah. I took the, she was not happy with me at the end of that mission. Oh, yeah. I gave her I gave her a hundred dollars for the car. She was really happy about that. Yeah, I just stole it. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, did, I did. I did. I just stole it. Did anyone else meet um, Grimes? Did you find Grimes? I haven't got that far yet. No. Yeah. Uh, I found Lizzie Wizzy in a in a side mission at one point, which was voiced by Grimes in her. Um... Oh, is that like Grimes? Yeah, that's Grimes lisping her way through her voiceover, which was great oh. fun. Oh, nice. I didn't find uh, Kojima. I, I, no, I haven't found Kojima. <laughs> apparently, he's, 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 he's quite near. He's quite near isn't he? Yeah, he's quite near the beginning, and it's quite easy to miss. Oh, I missed that and the mm. BB. But I did. Yeah, I found a very obvious Death Stranding reference with. Um, <laughs> yeah. With the court, the cop guy, the massive River. cop dude, River. Yeah, one of his missions. I found BB. I was like, oh, I have to tell Greg. I went, no, I won't. I'll spoil. Oh wait, I've done the River missions. I missed it. Oh, fun. Um. So yeah, Cyberpunk is still. You know, it's still an okay game. Um, we'll check back in once these two massive updates are uh, are incorporated. I mean, I don't really know what they can add now. I think it's just going to be fixing things. And the DLC is apparently due in spring, which is, you know, anytime between now and, what, April, May? It should also be free, I would have thought. It's it is. Free. It is. Not just because it was a mess, but because that's CDPR and that's what they do. Yeah. When they had, like, the goodwill of the people <laughs> two months ago before this damn thing came out. Uh, right then, let's move on to... The Indie Corner with Sean Davies. Let's do this thing. Okay. There are four games that I want to talk about. Uh, and I think um, the first one, I, I hope everyone gets a chance to play. The first one's called uh, Sunlight. It's coming from uh, Byte Studios who did um, that horror game where you play as a kid in pyjamas walking around. Oh, um, um, Among the Sleep? That's the one, Among the Sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they also did Mosaic, their latest game. Um, but they, they're releasing a short meditative uh, experience on PC 
towards the end of January, and it's called Sunlight. I've played it through twice now, and it is an experience. I don't want to spoil it for people, but um, if if you are feeling the uh, stresses and strains of the 2020 slash 2021 Chapter 2 situation, then this game, I'm, I'm not going to call it a game. It's a it's like a guided meditation that basically you walk around the forest and every tree has a voice and they all tell you this story. And there's some cool little bits in it that I think are well worth a look. It's coming out on PC towards the end of January. If you Google Sunlight Game, it's on Steam. Um, and I've got a review coming maybe this week, uh, maybe to, further towards the release, but um, yeah, that's, that's coming out soon. Uh, second game is called Cyber Shadow. Now, I know this is one that pretty much all of us have said, wow, that looks cool. It does look cool. It's from Yacht Club Games, and it's developed by Mecha Skull. Uh, it's basically the messenger uh, with a retro sci-fi art style, so it's like an 8-bit platformer, uh, but with bosses, secrets. Uh, it's got a soundtrack from Jake Kaufman, uh, who did some of the music for Shovel Knight and Enrique Martin. Uh, basically, it's. I'm going to just read the blurb for you, and it, it's like a cool blurb. So, in, in Cyber Shadow, the world has been taken over by synthetic life forms. A desperate plea for help sets Shadow, which is the main character, on a journey to under, under, uncover what started the path to perpetual ruin. Slash through the techno hordes, leap past traps, and nimbly navigate the ruins of Mecha City. It just sounds and looks very cool. Um, it's like a cyberpunk game I actually want to play. So. <laughs> Uh, that's coming out on the 26th of January, and that's from Yacht Club Games and Mechascope. The next game is called Mile High Taxi. Man, I, I've never seen a combination of games quite like this one that I am desperate to play. It is basically part Crazy Taxi, part Cloudpunk. So <laughs> you drive around in a taxi that looks kind of like the one out of Fifth Element, um, and but but with the the top down, so basically like Crazy Taxi. And you you drive around a floating cab, picking up people and dropping them off. I'm not entirely sure if there is a story like in Cloudpunk, but it just looks like a lot of fun. Um, the blurb is uh, in this 21st century, 24th century sci-fi game. You're the driver of a flying cab in a race against time to transport as many paying customers as you can before the meter runs out. Earn enough cash, experience, and respect to work the upper floors and skywalks. The higher you work, the cleaner the air, richer the customers, and the more cash you will make. So it's kind of like um, Crazy Taxi, but set in a sci-fi city. And it's in development now for PC. Uh, it's not going to release date, but if you if you want to add it to your wish list, please do. Uh, and that's from a developer called Cassius John Adams. Uh, so the last game I want to talk about is called The Pedestrian. Uh, this is from... Sku- I don't know how to pronounce this. I'm probably going to murder it. It's Skookum Arts. Um, it's out on PC. Uh, it has been for about a year now. But it's coming to PlayStation. Uh, you might remember it from uh, a State of Play presentation. Basically, it's a 2.5D side-scrolling puzzle platformer uh, where you play as a little guy um, that's coming out of signs. You, you navigate 2D planes, so different parts of a puzzle, but you can nav- you can move and change those 2D planes on the 3D world. So, for example, you walk through a sign and then you move that sign with your character on it to be able to um, move to another part of the platform. It, it looks like a very, very cool game. Um, it's 
like one of the it's got a 81 on metacritic um on pc and it's coming to piece to ps4 and, and ps5 before the end of the month i believe so that was my four games unless you guys have got one you got anyone you want to talk about wasn't the pedestrian on um the ps5 showcase I can't remember it being on the PS5. I swear it was like the, one of the last couple of games on the uh, PS5 showcase in, in June and July. I know it was in the state of play. I didn't see it on a, on okay. a showcase. Maybe it's that one. It's just one of the videos that Sony, Sony had out for the PS5. Yeah, it looks like a very good game. Yeah, it does. Cool. Anything else? No? No, I just want to just wanna second the whole Cyber Shadow thing. It looks amazing. And I got onto the Messenger late. And uh, yeah. Not as late as me. It's not a competition. You'll come first in the coming last race. But yeah, it, like when I saw Cyber Shadow and I was like, that looks sweet. And then, yeah, it's Yacht Club and just look how good Shovel Knight is. So yeah. And I'm, I'm really, really hyping it up because I really, really, really want to review it. Ulterior <laughs> <laughs> oh, motives. Yeah. But yeah, it does look, it does look pretty excellent. That looks like a hell of a lot. It's, it looks like it's still being made, very much um, still early graphics, but it looks very cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I think it's. I don't think it's going to hit early access anytime soon. No, uh, but, but I just fun. I saw the first trailer for it. And I was like, oh my god, this is like sci-fi Crazy Taxi. I'm so on board. And it's, Crazy yeah. Taxi is like a thing that's exploding again now, isn't it? You know, mm. is the isn't there another one that's like a complete ripoff um, <laughs> yeah. out at the moment? <laughs> yeah, with the, the crappy Offspring covers. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. Is <laughs> <laughs> there no version of that game that needed, like, needed Sega's approval? Was that that one? Yeah. Yeah. It's like Wild Taxi or something like that. Isn't it? Something like that. Wild Taxi doesn't have the same <laughs> ring to it, does it? <laughs> hey, hey, hey! It's time to make some moderate money. Here we go. Because all I require. <laughs> Sorry, that's a cool one, but yeah, I got that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> All right, then, let's get into the quiz answers. Oh, here we go. Okay, let's do this. Uh, question one In which 2016 game did voice actress Sissy Jones voice a character called Delilah, an emotional lifeline on the end of a radio? Ross? That'd be Firewatch. Firewatch is correct. It's good because I nearly wrote Overwatch and I was like, wait, no, that's the other one. <laughs> well done. Uh, question two in Darksiders 2, you play as which horseman of the apocalypse, Paul? Uh, was it death? Pardon? It was death. Damn well it, done. I was making a death joke. <laughs> oh, very clever. Too clever, <laughs> in fact. Did you play as war in the first one? one. Yeah. Yes. Damn it. And Fury in war. the third one. Okay. So voiced by Sissy Jones. Yeah, wow, she gets everywhere. Yeah, Darksiders three. She was she was uh, Fury. Okay, uh, question three in the 2011 game Warhammer 40,000 Space Marine. Which Space Marine chapter do you play as, Greg? Uh, I'm gonna throw like a right twat. I've got this wrong now. The Ultramarines. Congratulations, you giant nerd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it not Spacey McSpace Space? Spacey McMarines. No, it's not. Surprising, <laughs> no. Um, okay, you question... fight against chaos and the orcs. You, you love it really. I, I, love it really. <laughs> I, used to, I used to paint it as well. I used to play the game. I used to paint them. Me too. We all did, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a rite of passage. Anyway, uh, question four. <laughs> I do. <laughs> exactly. We know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Question four. Margaret May Borowski, Beatrice B. 
Santello and Angus Delaney are all characters from which 2017 video game? Toby? Uh, Night in the Woods. Oh. It took me a while because I just know them as May, B, and Angus. Yes. <laughs> and I was oh. like, who are these other names I eventually worked I went, out? I went for Life is Strange. I don't know why. It's a good pun. Like, you know, they, they sound like the cast. From Night the in the Woods game. just looks shit. <laughs> <laughs> like those shitty orcs. Yeah. I was trying to get reaction out of Ross, but it didn't work. He's yeah. like crunching a bag of crisps. <laughs> he just, he's just eating the entire Pringles tube. Not, not all of them, just the tube. <laughs> Sideways. <laughs> okay, question five. Which Battlefield game takes place in the factional country of Sudaristan and a fictional Middle Eastern city called Sadiz? Uh, Ross? Is it Battlefield 1? It's not. Rapid. Bad company? It's not. Ah, oh, I went for Bad Company. Shit. It's Battlefield. <laughs> bad Company 2. Two. Oh, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> They're not set in the same place. Oh, that's like... Oh, well. Um, I said I put Bad Company 2, but that was more in agreement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't lie, because Sean's got my answers. No. Oh, wait, no, I can, I, can just edit, I can just edit the message, can't I? I can just edit be like, no, I did. Okay, uh, question six. What did Mag stand for? The name of the 2010 PS3 exclusive shooter, uh, Ross? I don't know. I really tried to work it out and I couldn't remember. Uh, Paul? Is it Massive Action Game? Massive Action Game is correct. Jesus fucking Christ, how did I not? Jesus. I did did put massively ongoing game and I was like, wait, I can't spell good. Bonk. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, question seven. Sonic the Hedgehog first appeared in which video game, Uh, Greg? It was an obscure thing called Rab Mobile. I remember that much. Yes, correct. Yes. It's a racing game. Sonic was hanging from the uh, rear view mirror. Oh. And I have half a point for Rad. Yes, you can have a point for Rad. No, what? It was, it's, it's a series that was like... Uh, I could not remember the mobile bit. <laughs> uh, question H. Uh, H? H? Oh, question H. H. We've gone Dutch now. Oh, 2021. <laughs> Jesus. Question H. Ah, welcome to Sean's quiz, yes? <laughs> Great time. Yeah? Good morning, Peggy. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I've got more northern than Stoke. I'm now from the, from the Netherlands. James Bond. James Bond. <laughs> Can I paint as you who um. go? Okay, keep it keep it together. Okay, keep it, keep it together, yes. Yes. Okay. Question eight. Question eight, yeah. Yeah. No. My, my mouth doesn't work good. Okay, that's fine. We... Okay, question eight. The first level was called Hanger. The first level was called Hanger. What was the game? Question eight. Which Activision published game released in? Oh, Tony Hawk's. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Two. What? So I oh, did get, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. When was that published in 2000? Oh, wait, there wasn't a date on it, was there? Yeah. Which Activision published game released in 2000? Oh, 2000. In... Sorry. Yeah. yeah. All right. Fine. Uh, question nine. Which track is the final can race I, course? Can I have half a point for putting Tony Hawk's? <laughs> in that case you can wouldn't, I have half you a point wouldn't. for Bad Company rather than Bad Company 2? <laughs> yeah, when, we... when, when you were at Pete Quiz, Sean, like in the early days, you would not let that slide. Yeah. <laughs> so you wouldn't let Toby have half a point for Rad either. Um, Absolutely not. It's been done. All right. Go over it. Well, um, I, wrote, I wrote half of the answer then. So can I have half of the answer for that? 
because I put I mean, no, I've got no, a I've got a quarter. No, right. I'm I'm going to say right. You put a question mark after putting Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. HD, yeah. HD, which is the wrong answer. But I put Tony Hawk's Pro Skater and I put Bad Company without putting two on it and I put Rad Mobile <laughs> and Toby only... Do you, see, do you see the disparity here? If Toby can't get a full name of a game right, why can't I have half a point for getting Tony Hawk's? Because Rad was like the series. Online was the entry. Tony yeah, Hawk's Bad answer, Company was the it? series too. Yeah, we're not getting any points of Bad Company. Do the wrong answer. <sighs> If I give up my points for that, I'm going to be really low. <laughs> <laughs> is that half that half point's going to make all the difference? Isn't it? Yeah, very. It's very close. We, we, don't, we don't. We don't get anything for bad company, do we? So no, exactly. Okay, question nine. Which track is the final race course? For... Rainbow Road. Yes. Question nine is Rainbow Road. Uh, question ten. Oh bollocks. Question ten. Put... Ross. What? <laughs> you what? what? Sorry, what I was you... I was uh, editing something. What? What did you say? What did you say, Paul? Oh, I said bollocks. Well, yeah, because you obviously cut. didn't put Tom. Rainbow Road. What did you put? Lightning Cut. It's not a track. That's the name of the. Oh, it was a track. <laughs> oh, motherfuckers! That we way. We'll get half a point because <laughs> <laughs> you got the right game. game. <laughs> See, this is Mario, right? <laughs> <laughs> and it's special cut, but uh, Lightning Cut. Okay, last oh, question. Ten. He's question ten. There. Question ten. Yes. The first question. Fuck's sake. <laughs> Chica, Chica question 10 the first watchdog game was set in which real world city Ross do you want to whisper it to us again Chicago it was Chicago a, was correct fictionalised part of Chicago <laughs> it wasn't that loud was it oh dear never mind doesn't I mean I, I heard it mostly just sounded what? like chick to me <laughs> like just the chick bit Chicago 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 Go on then. Oh, wait, let's, let's, let's see how we get got on. Um, Toby, let's start with you. Um, if I'm counting Rad, then I got six. Okay. You're not wait, how would, how, wait, Rad was half a point though. No, no it wasn't. Half. It was a full point. What? What? <laughs> it was a oh, full the point in the end. Never ends sorry, and I got point, six. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I'm sorry. You got five because you all sat there taking the piss out of my accent. <laughs> <laughs> so now all the half points, they're gone. Now, 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 bad Sean is out. So, you're so that will be a five then. Right. Paul, how many did you get? Oh, I've got seven. I don't believe you, but we'll move on. Okay. <laughs> what do you mean? I gave you all the correct answers. What do you mean? Okay, Ross, what, how many did you get? Uh, just six on this one. Okay then. Uh, Greg? I also got seven. And I can't lie because you've got my answers. That's true. So we have a draw. Oh, can, I have ha- can I have half a point for Tony Hawks? No. No, can I have half, half points for Bad Company? Point right See, if I, if I had the half the point for Rad and Bad Company, I'd be on seven as well. Yeah, but, but then... Why would, uh, why would you get a point for Bad Company, though? It should be half yeah, a point, but yeah. Let's just say, though, uh, Ross is on six without those half points, and I imagine that he's probably got those answers as well, and he would then probably be up to eight. So do you want to play this game? No. Nope. I'll have a draw. I'll have a draw, please. <laughs> I'm, not playing the, I'm not playing guess the higher number game with Paul, because he just... Yeah, we're not, we're not doing it. We're not doing tiebreakers. You both got a point. Well yep. done. Um, yeah, Whee! sweet. Because it's, there's no fucking point me doing a tiebreaker. Absolutely not. I agree entirely, yep. Sean. Woo! Well done. Was that the best quiz ever, Ross? Best quiz of the it. year. I loved it. Best one so far this year. Uh, right then, let's finish off with Out This Week with Toby Anderson. So, um, Out This Week. Starting with January the 12th, um, we've got uh, Five Nights at Freddy's coming out on Xbox and PS4 and Switch. 
and King Arthur A Knight's Tale coming out on PC. I don't know if it's any reference to A Knight's Tale, the film, but that's what it's called. Uh, January the 13th, we've got Skellboy Refractured coming out on PC and Steam and also Linux systems, according to this, and a game called Glitcher's Trip on Xbox One. And then on January 14th, uh, this one sounds dodgy, Fantasy Tavern Sextet, Volume 2, Adventurer's Days, coming out on oh, Switch. Finally. God, I'm judging, judging by the anime cover on this, it's definitely about uh, Bob's and Vagine, and... Um, <laughs> It's <laughs> that's the kind of game that you're getting. Splendid. <laughs> uh, also on that day is uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. The game complete edition being re-released on Woo. PS4 and Switch. Is it also Xbox? It doesn't say on here. Not sure. Yeah, it's everywhere. Yeah, it's probably everywhere. Um, but that looks awesome, and obviously a lot of people uh, were waiting for that because it's been un- unavailable for so many years. Also on January 14th, Life of Fly, where you play as a fly, literally flying around. Uh, Xbox One and Switch. Uh, MXGP 2020 is coming out on PS5 um, and presumably other systems as well. It only labels uh, PS5 on here. Were you playing that one for a review, Greg? Which game, sorry? MXGP 2020. Uh, it's out and I've reviewed it. Out, out and you've reviewed it. So the pre- yeah. clearly the old, the other versions for consoles are already out and it's just PS5 version. Um, yeah. That'll do it. Threw me right and then, I was like, hang on, I have played that. <laughs> removed it from my hard drive. And then uh, also last one on January 14th is uh, Rhythm Fighter coming to Switch. And then the last one for this week uh, on January 15th is a platformer called Jet Cave Adventure. Where you play as a caveman with a jetpack, um, which looks a bit fun. Um, PC and Xbox and PlayStation 4. And that's it. The rest of them are next week's. All right. Thanks, man. Scott, Mr. Pilgrim. I can't believe that's yeah, coming Scott back Pilgrim. so soon. Crazy. That's got to be the I've big one now. That week. I've still got it on my PS3. Never played it much because I didn't like it. Yeah, I'm not because I think they're. I think they're going to be overcharging for it. Those limited run copies are like thirty-five pound each. I think they're really banking on a lot of uh, nostalgia. I reckon it's going to be another thing. Everyone goes, "Yeah, it's coming back," and it's like, "Do you want to buy it?" No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> It'll hit PS Plus in six months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, People the music's awesome. They... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Um, at least people get to play again. That's that's always a good thing. Uh, right, well, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much indeed for listening to our first episode of 2021. We'll be back again next week, hopefully with more gaming news to get into. But until then, be sure to follow us on all of our socials. You can find them in the link tree in the description below. And of course, if you want to follow us individually, you can find our handles in the description as well below. Except for Toby, of course, who's smart and not on Twitter yet, but we may break him one day. We'll see. But until then, it is goodbye from Mr. Greg Hicks. Bye. I really hope Sean does a dodgy accent for his farewell. <laughs> and Happy Good- New Year. Goodbye from Toby Anderson. Sayonara. Goodbye from Paul Collett. See you. And goodbye from Mr. Sean Davies. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> 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 uh, well, until next time, Marvin Roscoe. See ya. Oh, uh, yes, the Finger Gunge podcast, yes. Yes, <laughs> oh, yes very much. Oh, yes. Oh, two hours. Yeah, it's far too long. Bye. <laughs>